Hello and welcome to series two of the Training for Influence podcast. Our aim is to help you deliver the best training possible. We'll be exploring how to make the most of every single second in a training session and how to deliver training so that it has added influence. You'll be hearing from me, Tammy Banks, and I'll be chatting with Training for Influence graduates, facilitators and experts who can speak to each of the steps. Expert, tailored, engaging and values-led. We hope you find these podcasts really beneficial. It's my great pleasure to speak to Adriana today. Adriana has got a long history of working with people with complex needs who are marginalised and or vulnerable, both in this country and in Romania. Adriana has been a frontline professional and worked with many different customer groups. Today, she's a practising social worker and a talking therapist, and she delivers training for Tay Training. Adriana shares on this podcast how she really appreciated the opportunity to observe other facilitators delivering training when she was learning the Training for Influence methodology. And from her perspective, one of the most powerful things about the methodology is the community that lays alongside it. So thank you very much for giving up your time today and coming to talk to me, Adriana. My pleasure. Would you mind just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, your experience delivering training and what you do? Well, I pretty much worked with vulnerable people all my life. I was a nurse for 11 years. And then in 2005, I came to UK. By that time, I had a bachelor degree in social work. I worked as a carer in care homes for two years and a half, and then as a mental health recovery worker for Rethink Mental Illness for about three years. And then I was confident enough with my language skills and sufficiently familiar with the system to start working as a social worker. So I've been working as a social worker since 2010. 2019, I stopped working for local authorities as employee, and I'm doing still independent social work. I've started 2016 doing expert reports for immigration cases, health and social care disputes, mental capacity assessments. And I also trained as a therapist, so hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, EFT, and At the moment, I am also working as a talking therapy consultant for an NHS-funded project for supporting victims of sexual violence under witness protection. So this is what I am doing. A couple of things there, a couple of reflections. Wow, what a colourful work history. You've clearly got some real connected experience. And actually, I want a further conversation with you about actually how different it's been working across the countries in these sectors. So we must follow up on that because I'm really interested in that and that comparison of the ways of working and things. So we'll, we'll... That will be interesting. I'm interested, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. But also at the moment, you do a variety of different things then. So if you've trained in those areas to be a therapist and hypnotherapy and things like that, but also with your social work degree, doing the work for the NHS and things. So you've got a lot going on. Definitely, yes. And because I... I got to a point in my professional career where I, I want to give in a little bit of a more different way, you know, to apply the way I want and what I'm drawn towards to. So therefore, I became very interested in day training. 
my experience as a trainer is really during my social work employment. I've been working from from line up to mid management. So I've been supervisor and recruiter and I've been doing a lot of professional development sessions with the teams, but I do not have as such a, I don't know, a qualification as a trainer. But always I loved and I've been really containing a group and I had some training in facilitation skills. And even in in my therapy work, I love doing the group works. So in a way, first and the most, I've been been drawn towards training for influence model because it very much blends with my learning style, my professional values, and, you know, knowing from the front line up to management what's going on in organizations that are working with vulnerable people and having that experience behind, I think I can be there as an operational expert and I can share and level up with the trainees in the room to enable them to have a meaningful learning process. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's fantastic. And it's clear that actually there's some real connections there between training for influence and actually your historic experience and actually your values that are taking you through your journey. Mm. So where did you find out about the training for influence methodology? Where did you first see it? Actually, I had a friend, well, a new friend, Somebody that I met in a connection and we had a one-to-one on Zoom where I was introducing myself and what I'm doing and uh, she was doing the same and said, wow, can I recommend you something? Oh, fantastic. Uh, She said, would you be interested because I really see you as being able to give a lot of contribution there if you are interested. And as soon as I start looking up, I was like, wow, (laughs) Um, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. I love a good personal recommendation. That's perfect, isn't it? (laughs) So as we went through the Training for Influence program and the methodology attached to it, what did you value most? What were the bits that you enjoyed most? I cannot even say, you know, to, to pick and choose because it was such an amazing blend through the training process. It was like pieces of puzzle, really, that all fit in together. But I think for me, what was striking was shadowing the sessions and having a lot of confirmation of, wow, I'm really drawn towards this way of delivering training. Because in many ways, obviously, I attended a lot of training during years. And I've been in a very peculiar situation myself with a bachelor degree, but not able to speak English, not knowing the environment and the system around. And having meaningful training is absolutely amazing. It reminded me of the first time when I felt like I had really proper training. I was in a mentoring scheme and I had a mentor and that for the first time was making sense. And this is what I've got from all the sessions that I shadowed with day training. Being in the position where the trainee were, they really got a meaningful experience there. It's not as much about the amount of information that somebody can get. Everybody can Google stuff. It's about supporting people to put things in context, to add value, to be tailored to the work they are doing, to the organization. So, yes. Did you find yourself, because I find myself in this position, kind of observing a session and thinking about when you were a manager 
and thinking about whether your staff would get what they needed from that session. Absolutely, absolutely. And especially where there was a blend of various levels of staff in an organization, I could completely see everything and how motivating and empowering was the way the course was delivered for everyone to get in a completely non-judgmental and empowering way what they needed for. Yeah, and that is one of the things that I think is so magic about this methodology is that you can absolutely have a variety of different people in the room with completely different learning needs. Some people might be experts themselves and they might be coming around for a refresher. Some people might be completely new and it'd be part of their induction. And sometimes we'll have people in there that aren't on the front line, they're more in the infrastructure of the organisation or even multiple different organisations. But the methodology allows you to really take the time to consider their needs and then to implement the training in that way. And I'm like you, I sit there kind of seeing that happen. And I, it sounds really silly, but I get really proud when I'm assessing people, when I'm sat there assessing people against the methodology so that I can sign them off. Sometimes I have to sit on my hands because I'm wanting to cheer because I can just see that actually the way that they're delivering is literally having light bulbs in people's minds. And you can see as people engage more and more, but also as the delegates end up then giving more and more. And you'll know as well as I do that as soon as you engage in learning and as soon as you have that emotional connection and that recognition that it absolutely connects to what you're doing every single day, it just brings it alive, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's the biggest motivation to to learn something and to, yes. Yeah. The most powerful for me was actually shadowing the, the sessions because I could see all the nitty gritty shades of what a beautiful concept this is and how well it's applied in practice. Obviously, then the podcast was putting everything into a more intellectual and big picture, which was obviously very, very, very good. But for me, I think that was what striked me because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter anything other than what you directly deliver to the people in the room. Absolutely, because we could dream up the training for influence methodology, we could teach it from a very kind of academic stance, and then you could take it and go and deliver it. Actually, for me, that's not us meeting our own values, because if we're talking about the methodology is about expert, tailored, engaging and values, there's a couple of things there. For One, as we're developing you as an individual and supporting you to go through the train the trainer journey, I want to give to you exactly what we're expecting you to give to your delegates and that's valuing what you need. And one course, some people observed five courses, very much from that perspective of actually what works for you. And then being able to show that actually this isn't just something academic that we've dreamed up to let people see in practice. Some of my favourite parts were, you know, when, when we had the live online sessions and at the beginning of the sessions, you kind of went into group rooms and you talked a little bit about, has anybody observed any sessions this week? Did you recognise the elements of the methodology in those sessions? And how did that impact the delegates, etc.? And then you came back to the full group Zoom room and fed back to me as a group. And I loved hearing you guys really recognize the the power behind the methodology when you've actually observed somebody delivering it, because it just then comes alive. It comes alive for you. It comes alive for me. And then I have shared with the facilitators that you all observed all of the feedback I've shared with them, because I love feedback. And I think it's so important that we do continually learn. 
but all of you were saying different things and picking up and highlighting different things. And sometimes when you've been delivering, particularly when you've been delivering a methodology for quite a while, you don't realise you're doing some of it. And actually, so it's been really reaffirming for a whole host of facilitators that they've had that feedback from new people going through the process as well. So I, I love hearing that. <laughs> there is another element that I am really, really enthusiastic about and drawn towards is the fact that my understanding and my observations and my experience up until now with all the facilitators in Tay that I've met and even with the trainees is very much, I can see the value that themselves as professionals and as a person put in the room and that it's very, very important yeah. without being overpowering in an obvious way, but uh, in very appropriate and very powerful because of the value of the presence of that person. Yeah, I completely agree. And so many people have fed back that have previously been through the training program saying actually it's the community, it's the networking, it's the fact that everybody, because we select people that are involved, everybody's coming very much from that values-based perspective, that positivity. That's why things are shared so freely within the groups, because actually everybody's wanting to have that overall impact of frontline professionals delivering services that meet the needs of some of the most complex and vulnerable. So because we're all coming from that mindset and because we're all using training as a conduit to support the frontline professionals and the organisations to do that, I completely agree the community and people sharing that experience is really powerful, isn't it? Definitely. Very comfortable as well and yeah. And as we were going through the programme, did you feel supported? Did you get what you needed? Absolutely, definitely. I think at one point, right by the end, I started to be a little bit, whoa, what, what, what's, I am not quite confident with all the technicalities, you know, if I'm going to have a session. And then there were supportive online sessions, Becky, and then the slides available for us, the communication on the Facebook group. As soon as I say something or I ask something, there is a response and it's brilliant. I'm glad that it... I do like the posts that are being put on the group, very informative. So that also maintains a professional curiosity, which is really, really nice to see. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I think as we're kind of developing and as the community is growing, because obviously as more people come through the program, the community will grow and grow even more. And I think it's something really special. I would argue that there isn't a training qualification that's similar to training for influence, because actually the reason this was developed was to meet the need of the sector. It didn't develop as a training program. However, there certainly are elements. So if you're doing a training qualification, a different one, you may have done elements of learning styles and things like that. But I would argue that there isn't one that connects all of the elements together. And particularly from that golden thread running through, Actually, I think one of the distinct differences specifically is actually that ongoing support, learning and community. It isn't a case that you go away, you do a training qualification and then you've got the qualification and you move on. It's completely about actually that journey of you as an individual, you staying part of it, continually having your CPD. Absolutely. And just maintaining that professional curiosity, part of me being an independent social worker, for example, and it really suits me being with Training for Influence exactly for this reason, because I am maintaining 
I am feeding my professional curiosity yeah. with another amazing network. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there is so much power in that community. And I think as well, it's another way of role modeling what we're saying to the delegates. You know, it's about continually learning and continually being vibrant. But actually trainers, whether you're a freelance trainer or an internal trainer within an organization, it can be quite a lonely place to be because there's not necessarily always other people that you're engaging with. And so actually to be able to be in a community where they are talking about sharing trainings, sharing top tips and guides and doing online sessions and things as we kind of go through the process and, and ongoing forevermore. So you can stay part of that community for the next 10 years if you want to stay part of that community for then. So it isn't a case of you've now finished your training for influence program, therefore we're going to assess you, sign you off and wish you on your merry way. It's going to be a case of actually you're part of us, you're part of the future, you're part of this community. I think this is extraordinarily good. That is something that I really, really appreciate as well. Thank you. <laughs> So just looking at the four different elements specifically, so the expert, tailored, engaging and values-led, just pick one of those and tell me how you found that element and how that connected to what you do. Well, I'm going to go for the first one, for the expert. I, obviously, observing and going through the process of training, I realized how crucial is the fact that the facilitator is an operational expert and also facilitator expert. Absolutely, yeah. All the other bits, if you don't have that, you can contain the group that you are training, to can share experience, to can be empathetic and to understand where people are coming from, to having had shared some similar experience. It wouldn't be the same learning process. So obviously all the four steps are hugely important and all going well together. And it's very important that it's this amazing blend. But I think the expert part is really, really, really important. And in that respect, I think with my experience, I can really come as an operational expert. So I cannot wait to contribute from my skills and experience to support other people to blossom. Fantastic. You've highlighted something really key there because I think you might remember that when we were on the final live call, we were talking about values and one of the people fed back and said, I've been thinking about whether values should come first because they underpin everything. And I've just been ruminating that. And it's interesting because when he said it, I thought, oh, maybe. And then I've gone away and thought about it. And I looked at it from actually, should these chapters be moved around? And it really became clear to me that actually the foremost reason why we put it in this order was because exactly what you're saying. So fundamentally, before anything else, you need to have some operational connected experience. So either with an organization, a customer group, a sector, it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to that exact organization you're working with, but some connected experience and understanding and some facilitation skills because one without the other doesn't work in any cases and they're kind of the fundamental you can't do training for influence without those as fundamental and how can you then apply the values if you are not congruent because yeah exactly so i looked at it a little bit like layering and was like well you've got your expert as that's the grounding and then once you've got the facilitation skills and you've got the experience you can then design and tailor a course once you've designed and tailored the course, you can then make it engaging and applicable. Once you've made it engaging and applicable, you can then look back with a golden thread 
ensure it all connects together and make sure you've got the values and mission objectives etc through but then really importantly add in those elements of valuing yourself and the emotional resilience and valuing your customer groups and the trauma-informed perspective etc those elements although values absolutely and that's why it's called the golden thread kind of lace all the way through there's a logical process and it's interesting that you noticed that you know really specifically yeah definitely because the values are the thread so yeah. yeah absolutely so you've delivered training historically and you're going to deliver training going forward in the future how do you think the way that you deliver training may have been influenced or may change because you've been through the program First of all, I think I gained more confidence in how I was already delivering because it's like a validation. Quite different comparing with other sorts of training. So for me, engaging an expert and tailored was always, <laughs> you know, now that you describe them so clear, they were always part there, but now is like really a great validation. And in the same time, is another validation for keeping an open mind to upgrading, to looking up for changes and challenges as they come up. Yeah, absolutely. Training people, not training a concept. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's reaffirmed and revalidated some of the things that you've been doing previously and, you know, have worked for you. What about the connectivity of having a methodology to support that and learning new techniques? I am looking forward to read the book, definitely. But it was just an amazing experience to actually see the methodology put together in such a nice, clear way. You know, people are doing things or you learn generically. I done two years of pedagogy when I was in university. So about teaching and, and all that. And obviously I know about the learning styles, but I think having the methodology so clearly described as a work frame, it is extremely useful and it's helping to, I think I use that in my intermediate feedback is literally helping me to zoom in and out to go in a very little particular thing and then to put it into big picture. So it's very good for analyzing the quality of work and the way the work is being done. Yeah. So Adriana, I guess my last question for you is the same that I've asked everybody at the end. Would you recommend the Training for Influence, Train the Trainer course and the methodology to a friend? Absolutely. And I have already done Oh, yay. Uh, and one of the new trainers is on the next cohort. Ah, fantastic. Oh, okay. and I will continue to do that, definitely. And I think the, the person that I recommended is going to be an amazing experience. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, I will um, look forward to getting to know her. Adriana, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciated you giving up your time talking to me and giving me your reflections on the methodology. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners before we go? I just want to say that I am very, very grateful for having had this opportunity to train with uh, Training for Influence. And I am looking forward to start to make a difference. Brilliant. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found this podcast both useful and enjoyable. If you'd like to access any of the free resources mentioned, assess your training against the methodology, 
or find out more about the Train the Trainer programme, please head to our website, trainingforinfluence.co.uk. And to finish, I'd just like to say, I truly believe that facilitating training is both an opportunity and a privilege. So thank you for recognising that effective, values-led training can make a real difference to delegates, to organisations and ultimately to people accessing frontline services.